Oh, man. Is it a little bit stuffy in here? A little, a little hot in here? Okay. It'll be okay. It's 120 degrees in China, okay? So you guys just remember, if it gets a little hot, you, you could be like 40 degrees hotter in here. So <laughs> hell's even hotter. There we go. Amen. <laughs> the sun is very hot, yes. All right, so we're pretty good in here, all right? It's just, what, like a balmy 70 degrees will be okay. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Everybody's good? Yeah? You guys are good? Out of school? Who's, ever, who's working? It doesn't matter for you, but, you know, some of you guys have summer breaks, so enjoy it while it lasts. Amen. Um, so we have some couple new people tonight. Uh, we have Artyom, right? We have Artyom visiting from uh, California. Uh, so yeah, let's welcome him. Came all the way from California to be at our church, so uh, that's awesome. You know, we got believers all over, you know, we get people from Russia coming, same spirit, you know, so it's awesome to have that. Um, and then we have, uh, Sasha, this is your friend, Ruslan. Rustan. How you doing, Rustan? All right, you guys welcome him. All right, uh, welcome to I-68 Youth. Um, Praise God. All right, so I have a word uh, just really on my heart that I'm just going to get into. Um, I feel like kind of God gave me this word, and it's interesting because I asked, uh, or Dima te- sent me a text message. She said, hey, can you, can you preach on Friday? And I, I was actually going to ask him, hey, Dima, can I share? I got something on my heart. I wanted to share for like five, ten minutes. Like, you know, it was really burning on my heart. And, but he, he texted me, and he's like, yeah, can you preach? I'm like, yeah, no, I, I got something. I mean, I changed it up a little bit, but I got this, I got this word, and, and I believe that God is going to speak to us tonight. Amen. Um, let's, let's pray before we begin. Um, let's just come before God. Lord, we reverence your presence. Lord, we reverence you because, Lord, you are a devouring fire, Lord, and you are, Lord, you're the God that we serve with, with a pure conscience, Lord, and we want to we wanna be holy before you, God. And tonight, we just want to, Lord, we want to accept your word, Lord, that way you have for us. Lord, I pray that you would speak Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, not, not by my mind, Lord, let me speak, not by my own understanding, but Lord, but by your Spirit, Lord, and I pray that you would speak, Lord, I pray that I would get out of the way and that you would speak your word tonight, Lord, that we would hear a message from you, Lord, because we don't need to hear from a person, we need to hear from you, Lord, we need to hear the words of the living God tonight, Lord, we want to hear your word, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. How many of you guys excited to hear the word of God tonight? Amen, amen. all right. All right, so I want to talk about something tonight, and this is kind of, um, I don't know, it's uh, uh, kind of something that, that I had on my heart that I'm like, I don't know if I can, if, if really, if, if this is going to be, if it's going to turn out the way that, the way that God gave me, but I'm going to try. Um, the message of the gospel, um, I want to talk about the gospel tonight, and what does the message of the gospel mean? Um, and I wanted to ask you guys also, what does the gospel message mean? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interact so you guys be ready to talk a little bit. Um, what does the gospel mean? Um, and your understanding, you know, the gospel is such a, uh, such a, um, like a broad term, you know, like gospel. We hear of, you know, gospel music and gospel singers and gospel rappers. You got gospel preaching. You got uh, gospel genre. You got the four gospels. And it's like, what is the gospel? What, what, what is that, you know? And, and it's, it's an interesting kind of thought, you know. What, what, what does that mean when, when I say, hey, you know, we're going to preach the gospel or we're going to hear, we heard the gospel yesterday. What, what is that? 
Um, you know, and, and my, uh, I had a, you know, before, this is how I kind of, Egid, if you could get that video ready, you know, before I kind of, this is how I thought of, you know, when, when somebody would tell me gospel, I would think of gospel music, and the, 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 something like, uh, like what Egid is about to play right now. How many of you know that there's power so this is, in this So this name? is kind of like, this is how I envision gospel music. Can't, you don't get the video? I changed my mind. No, that's all right. It's kind of like this music right here, right you know, now. this is gospel. I just you know? want to Does this sound like gospel? This sounds, you know, you got the, you got the organ playing, and yeah, this is gospel right here. So when somebody would say the gospel, this is kind of what I had in my mind right here. Like, you know, this, this kind of style right here. Yeah, you, you guys feel this music, no? <laughs> All right, thank you, Egan. This is just, just, just an example. But I wanted to ask you guys, who can, who can define, somebody define the gospel for me. Any, 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 any uh, bold volunteers? Robert, you want, you want to come up here? Um, you, you, yeah, just, just come over here. If you could just define the gospel in your own understanding. Just quick, you know, a couple, couple sentences. As in the gospel, as in like the four gospels? Just what, what does the gospel mean for you? What does that mean when I say I'm going to preach the gospel or, you know, what, what does that mean? Well, um, it means like when you say, what does the gospel mean to me? Um, it's basically the word of Jesus Christ, our Lord, basically everything like the four Gospels, everything around it. Basically, the entire Bible revolves around Jesus Christ, and that's what the Gospel means to me, the Gospel. <laughs> that's good. All right. Thank you, Robert. Good job. All right. Anybody, anybody else? Anybody else want to be bold enough to say, like, what, what does the Gospel mean for you guys? The good news. The good news. That is a translation. There we go. A translation from good. the good news of... of of Jesus Christ, right? Anybody else? Can I, I want to? You know, what? I want to hear somebody from my group. Somebody from my G twelve. Um, let's see, Stas, you want to? You 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 want you want you want to say something? No, you know, Stas, I, I I'm just curious. What what is the gospel for you? Can you can you explain it? Uh, the good news. The good news. All right. So, Alan, what about you, Alan? What do you think? What is the gospel? I know you got something to say. Come on, you can, you know. Yeah, but could I prefer to pass? <laughs> all right, all right, they're going to pass. We, uh, Alex wants to share. Truth. The gospel is the truth. Okay. Um, Andre, there we go. Andre, Andre's got something. It's a moral compass. It's a gift. It's uh, something, it's like uh, the truth that sets you free. Uh, it's it's what everybody's looking for their whole lives. Uh, it's a gift. It's salvation. It's it's all wrapped up into this thing called the gospel. Gospel for me is uh, the understanding and the revelation that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and washed me uh, uh, with His blood and uh, gave me new beginning and new strength and. Uh, um, that he is the Lord and Savior, uh, not just Savior, but the Lord and Savior, and you got to live the lifestyle of Christianity. That's good. Um, can I get a girl? Can 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 a girl? Uh, one, come on, girls. 
Don't, don't, don't be scared, kid. You, 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 you want to say something? I still want to say, okay, how about this? How about a non-leader? How about a girl that's a non-leader? How about that? Ellie, you want to say something? Tanya, Tanya, you got this? Tanya's got it. Okay, good job, Tanya. So I, I understand the gospel is the message that Jesus died. Jesus was born, died, and resurrected. And that's the message we tell to non-Christian people. And we, that's the basis of Christianity. That was good. That was really good. So, um, you guys are, said everything everyone said was correct, but actually Vadik and, uh, and Tanya were, were actually kind of the most, when you talk about a biblical definition of the gospel. So, I actually asked Igor to show up the verse. So, there's, in first, I, I was looking through the Bible, and I found where is it the, the gospel defined, like in the Bible, what does the Bible say about it? It says in, the, in 1 Corinthians, we're actually going to read this tomorrow. This is going to be our first verse. So I'm actually starting you guys early on the Bible reading plan by reading the first verse of tomorrow's plan. So it says, Now I make known unto you, brethren, the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you received, wherein also you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast the word which I preached unto you, except ye believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So Christ died, and that he was buried, and that he had raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, or Peter, and then to the twelve. All right, so, or Cephas, is it Cephas? Cephas? I'm just going to say Peter, is that okay? That's Peter. That's not Peter? It is Peter, okay. So, thank you. Um, so the gospel is, is he says, it's, it's a couple things. He says, first of all, Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again, according to the scriptures, and then he was seen by the 12. So that's a very simple kind of definition of the gospel. But tonight I want to look at it uh, from uh, the first chapter of Corinthians. You guys could open up. We read this on Saturday. And when I read this, I just, I don't know, something, something was just like stirring up in me. So I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to say something, but I'm just gonna, um, I'm gonna preach about the 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 message of the gospel through through this uh, the the first chapter of Corinthians. So we're gonna open up. So open up to First Corinthians, chapter one, verse ten, starting from ten to eighteen. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, and that you. Be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. And I'm going to stop right there. And I, I like how Paul, he kind of just like said, you know what, uh, there's, some, there's some divisions in the church. And those of Chloe's household told me that. So now you know who to thank, you know, when I'm gone. So it's just, he just, you know, brought everything out. I love that. Verse 12. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul. Or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or Peter, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was, was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crisp, Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. And this is the message right here, verse 17. For Christ did not send me to did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, 
It is the power of God. It is the power of God. Um, And so Paul, he says he came to them not with wisdom of words, right? Not with wise words, not with, not with wisdom of men. He said, because the cross would then lose its power. But how did he come to them? He said he came to them with the message of the cross, with the message of foolishness. If you look, I'm going to skip ahead to chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. He says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So remember, it says, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So he says, when I came to you, I deter-, he said, I forgot everything else except for one thing. What was that? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Jesus Christ and him crucified. He said he came to them in weakness, in trembling, in fear. Why did he do that? You know, Corinthian, in Corinth, it was a church that this, this city in, in Greece, it was, they were very sophisticated. They were very smart. They were very intellectual. They had a lot of, uh, a lot of pride in their intellect. They were philosophers. They, were, they would think about, you know, what's life and and, you know, when Paul came to Athens, you know, he debated with the philosophers. And, and you know, they had many gods. They had many, um, many, many different ideas, many different things that they, that they would believe in. And so they loved this, this philosophy. They loved smart people. They loved when someone smart can come to them and just explain and, and just, you know, that's how they would learn or whatever. Uh, they would, you know, they would listen to somebody smart. They're like, wow, that's, that sounds so good. And they would, they would enjoy that. I don't know why. They, you know, some people are like that. They, 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 like to, they like to listen to smart people talk. And, you know, I'm, I, so sometimes I like it. It makes me feel smart, you know. But, but you know, that's, that's how some of us learn through other smart people. Like, so I had my brother growing up, so that's how I learned from him. <laughs> uh, but he, he came with weakness. And why would he do that? He came and he said, I didn't come with excellence of speech. You know, you'd think, man, Paul, that was the perfect time to do that, is to come with excellence of speech to, to the Corinthians because they were smart. And so, you know, you got to be, you know, you got to relate to people. You got you to gotta come with, with, with the, you know, you got to go on their level. And so you got to preach, you know, smart things to them. You got to say smart things because that's, that's their level. Paul, he was smart. He was, he was very wise. And some people think he was one of the, the, the wisest men to live during that time. Because he, he, with his writing and everything, his revelations, he said that he was given a thorn in his flesh so that he would not boast because of the revelations that he had. So Paul was a, was a very smart man. He, was, he knew his stuff. He, he, he had his revelations. He could have he he told them some things that had been like, whoa, like this guy, this is, this is the guy we want to listen to. But he says, I came to you, my, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. He says he came to them in weakness, right? Verse 3, in weakness, in fear, and trembling. So he was scared. He was, he was um, you know, worried, and he had this look. Maybe he looked scared. And, and, and even in, later in the Corinthian, and l- later he was telling them, he's like, he said, I, 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 wrote, I write to you, and some of you think that, that, I, that, I'm not, that I'm not bold. I'm just bold in my letters, but when I talk to you, I'm weak. And so that's, that's how much, they, I guess they had this perception of him as he was this, 
kind of this weak, timid, scared guy and like, you know, what, is, what are you doing, Paul? You're not supposed to do that. You know, I don't know. I don't think he ever took speech class before, but I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to, you know, look scared. It's not a good idea. Like, I, I, I never took speech class. You know, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, but I'm, I don't know if any, has anyone taken speech class before? Some people did. Are you supposed to look scared? I, I, I don't, it just logically, it's just not, probably not a good idea. I don't think you're, you, you don't relate with the, with the, with the audience, but he said he decided to do that. Paul, why would you do that? Like, we could have given him some lessons, like, Paul, that was a bad idea. You know, you should have, you should have been smart. You should have, you know, you should have, you know, did your thing. God gave you this talent, you know, use it. But he said, I determined not to know anything except for who? Except for Jesus Christ and him crucified. He says the message that, that, he, that he preached, going back to verse 18 in chapter 1, he said the message of the cross is foolishness. To those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This is the power of God. In, in, in Romans, he said this. He said, I am not ashamed, right? 116, Romans 116. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the what? The power of God unto salvation. So what is this message? You know, we, I think we know this message. Um, what, what is this message of the gospel? The, this message of the cross is that Jesus lived on this earth, right? He came to this earth. It started with John the Baptist. He came to this earth. He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins. He, he, wrote, he, he was buried. He went into, into Hades, right, into, into the grave. He took the keys of, of death from, from Satan. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He rose up. Now he's, he, he rose from the dead. He see, and he, he uh, rose into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, and whoever believes in him, right? The Bible says, whoever confesses, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved, right? That is the gospel message. Very simple. Very, it's a very simple message. Even a five-year-old really can understand this message. The only, way to Jesus, the only way to the Father is through Jesus, and by believing in Jesus, right? Believing in him, confess your sins, confess him Lord of your life, believe in him, and you will be saved, right? That, that's the gospel message. It's not, it's not believe in him and then do works, and that's how you'll be saved. No, because works, you don't, you don't get saved with works. Some people think that you get saved by believing and, and you, you do works of repentance. That's not salvation. Salvation is believing, right? Works come as a result. That's what happens when you're saved. But to be saved, it doesn't take works because that's legalism, right? To be saved is by faith. Faith through grace, or grace through faith, excuse me, grace through faith. And so that's the message of the gospel, right? That's what we preach to people. That's the message that we're supposed to preach to other people, right? And, and th- that's the message of the gospel. And, and you know, it's, it's not, you know, come join my church, you know, come, come to a church. That's not the message of the gospel. message of the gospel isn't, you know, um, don't smoke or do, don't cuss, you know, dude, that, that's bad. God doesn't like it, don't do that. That's not the message of the gospel. That's not what we're supposed to preach. I think some of us were, you know, I, I, I'm guilty as everybody else. Sometimes you, talk, you tell people about Jesus, and it's hard to portray, to, to tell the, the true gospel, right? Sometimes it's hard to actually to, 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 to explain it, but that's the message. You know, it's not, you know, God created the world, and, you know, believe in, 
And, and you know, it's, it's not apologetics. And apologetics is good. I know, Andre, I'm not, I'm not hating on you. Apologetics is a good thing, and it's a great when it accompanies the gospel. But apologetics is not the gospel, right? Like, proving that God exists, that's not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the gospel message. Everything else, is, it, it, it makes it better. And so the gospel message is, it says it's, um, let's keep reading. I'm going I'm to keep reading, and we'll, we'll kind of, we'll see how, um, we'll see what, what this gospel message does to other people. Verse 19, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of, the, of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, read it, get this, for Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling stone, to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So it says that, the, that to the Jews it's a stumbling block, right, verse 24, or sorry, verse 23. To the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. So Christ is the message of the gospel, very simple, a very simple message, anybody could get it, but to some people it's a stumbling block, they stumble at it. It's, it says in the Bible that it's the cornerstone that the builders rejected, it's, it's, a, it's a rock that people are offended at, the rock of offense, it, it, it makes people offended, why? What is this message that makes people offended? Why does it offend? Why do people stumble at this message? Because this message says that you're not good enough. That you are not good enough in yourself to get salvation. If you've ever talked to anybody, you've ever witnessed, you ever told anybody about Jesus, one of the things that you hear, I don't know about, I don't know about you, but this, I hear this a lot. I'm, I'm a good person. I didn't, I didn't do anything bad. I'm not a bad person. I don't commit adultery. I love my wife. I love my kids. I don't, I don't yell at them. I'm a good person. You know, no, listen, you're, you're a sinner. The law, it shows that you're a sinner, so you need Jesus. I'm a good person. I've never done anything. No, listen, you're a sinner. I've never killed anybody. I don't want to start with you, you know, so I'm, I'm a good person. Listen, I'm good. I, I'm better than that guy over there. I'm better than that pastor that, that you know, that, um, that steals money, and that's a hypocrite. I'm better than that person. I'm, I'm better than, than anybody else, you know. I look around. I'm a good, I'm a pretty good person. I, I don't, I won't go to hell. You hear that? Why? Because people have a self-righteousness, right, that they want to hold on to. And so when you, tell, when you tell people, no, you're a sinner and you need Jesus to save you, it's offensive. It's, it's, it makes people stumble. It's like, no, I'm, I'm a good person. It says the Jews, they stumbled at the stumbling stone. Why? Because they're, they're trying to work out their salvation, right? They're trying to do all these things. And the Bible says they love God. They really, they're like, they're really, they actually love God. But one thing that makes them stumble is righteousness they're they're all they're self-righteous they won't accept the righteousness of christ and so there's for jews it's a stumbling stone for greeks it's foolishness i think alex you read today about that that guy he said it he wanted to prove his parents wrong because he thought christianity was foolish right people think christianity is foolish because why there's one way to jesus what are you kidding me like one way you know one way to jesus one way jesus what there's 
no, no such thing as one way. Every path, come on, don't you guys know? Every path leads to God, and, you know, there's a mountain, and there's different trails, and every, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Buddhist or you're a Muslim or you're Catholic or whatever. You take a trail up the mountain. That's, how, that's the way that you look at God, and so, you know, you're going to be saved because that's just your religion, and, and so, you know, you'll, that's how you meet God. That, as long as you're a good person, as long as you're kind, you know, you're, you're good. Don't worry about it. But the gospel of Jesus Christ says, no, you are not good enough, and there's only one way to Jesus. There is only one way to, to the Father, only through Jesus, only by faith. It's, a, it's such a simple thing, right? But it's by faith, that's it, that's all I need. It's, it's faith in Jesus Christ, and that's what people are like. It's, there's no way that Jesus can possibly be the only, be the only Savior. And a lot of people, they, they can't accept it. It's foolish to them, right? So to some people, it's offensive. To other people, it's foolishness this gospel that, that we believe in. And, you know, and today we hear, a lot of, we hear a lot of false gospels. A lot of false gospels are being preached today. You know, and I don't like to, um, to kind of bash on, on preachers or, or different pastors, you know, because God puts pastors in a place, and I think it's wrong to go against pastors. But at the same time, when someone is preaching heresy, when, when someone is speaking um, against the Bible, against the Word of God, we need to address it. You know, and there are people that all they do is they sit and they write like blogs about how this pastor's wrong and that pastor's wrong and everything is bad and everything's demonic. And that just really divides the body of Christ, you know. And actually earlier he says, uh, he, he's telling them about division in the church. He said, is Christ divided? Was I, divide, was, was I crucified? Was Paul or was Peter crucified? Was Apollos, right? He's talking against divisions. You know, divisions is a bad thing in the church. Um, and so it's not, I wouldn't say it's a great thing to, you know, to, to, to go against pastors and preachers, but there are certain things, there's heresies that, there's a lot of false gospels that we hear today. Like Joel Osteen, for, for, for one example, had an interview with Larry King. I heard this last week. An interview with Larry King. And, um, and they asked him, you know, Larry King asked him, he's a Jewish person. He says, well, you know, the only way is through Jesus, right? He said, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, uh, what about Jews? Are they saved? What about Muslims? What about atheists? Are they saved? Well, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That, that's like his favorite thing to say. I don't know. I don't know. And, and this, the thing that he said is, is uh, he's like, I went to India and, uh, and, you know, I went to India with my father, and they love God. They, they just love, they love God. And they're such sincere people, you know, I don't know that they're going to go to hell. I think they're saved. You know, what, I don't know what he's, what he's talking about. I don't know where he pulled that out of, but that's not the gospel at all. That's nowhere in the Bible. You know, in another place, uh, he, they asked him, you know, are, are, are homosexuals going to heaven? Are, are these people, are these people going to heaven? Point blank. And you know what he says? He said, you know, none of us are without sin. So, really, the door is open for everybody because all of us sin. So, really, the door is open for everybody. So, he thinks everyone's going to be saved. And that's not the gospel message. That's heresy. That's going against the Bible. When we, we need to understand what the gospel is and where, we're, where we hear a false gospel. Like this, or last week, I also heard, um, if you guys know, um, who's a pastor of Hillsong? Brian Houston. He said something in a conference. He said, that Muslims and Christians worship the same God. We, we Christians call him Abba, Muslims call him Allah, you know, and that's what he said. That, that's, you, could, you could look it up. That's what he said. That's not the gospel. That's, that's 
against the God. That's the, against the Bible. So there are a lot of false gospels today. There's a lot of divisions. You know, and, um, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, you know, with all these false gospels, and we, we can't, you know, kind of go against everybody because, you know, there's a lot of that today. Wouldn't it be great to just have one church in the Bible? You know, like in the first church, they had one church, one faith. That would have been so great, right? And today we have so many different, you know, different beliefs, different understandings. I heard this, this interesting, um, this, there's a church in Africa. They're, they're named the Church of Jesus Christ. And they split, you know. And so you have the Church of Jesus Christ. And another church was named the True Church of Jesus Christ. And so you got two churches now. And then, and then that church split. So what, what's funny is that church split too. So the true church of Jesus Christ becomes the true ch- church of Jesus Christ and the only true church of Jesus Christ. So now you got the ch- church of Jesus Christ, the true church of Jesus Christ, and the only true church of Jesus Christ. Which one do you go to? I don't know. But there is, there is a gospel message. That's why, that's why we got to look at the gospel. That's why we got to read. That's why we got to know the gospel so we're not confused and we, we, we know what the true gospel is. And the gospel, it says that it's powerful. And look at verse, um, verse 18. He says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Also in, um, in verse 24, it says, But to those who are called both Jews and Christ, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. So it says that, that the gospel is the power of God for those who are being saved. The gospel is the power of God. What, is, what does that mean? You know, and it says to those who are being saved. Um, that's us. We are being saved. If you've, you know, none of us are completely saved. I think Pastor, Pastor was talking about this before that there's, you know, there's I was or I got saved. I'm being saved and I will be saved one day, right? When I make it to heaven, that's when I'm actually saved. That's when I'm, you know, that's when I'm safe. I know I'm saved is when I get to heaven. And so it says for us who are being saved, you know, we are being saved. It says it is the power of God for us. The gospel is the power of God. Why is it the power of God? Because, you know, we, we, if we repent one time, we believe in Jesus. Isn't that all we need, right? Believe in Jesus. I believed. And that's it. And that, that's all that there is. But he says it is the power of God for us. So there's something very powerful in the gospel of Christ. There's something very powerful in it that we need for our life. It's not just a one-time event, but it's something that we need every day. And let's turn over to Romans chapter 6. It's a little bit, go to the left, a couple of chapters. Romans is right behind, is right behind Corinthians. Romans chapter 6. Um, look at verse 3 down to 4. Four and five. Actually, verse three and four. Or do you know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Actually, we could read read five two. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So here he's saying, if you were buried with Christ, right, as a baptism, baptism is, is, uh, um, is when you, you know, you, you go into the water and it's, it's almost like a symbol. Ba- baptism isn't only a symbol, it's much more than that. But it also shows that we are buried 
our sins, right? Our, we're buried with Christ. When we believe in Jesus, we, we are buried with Christ in his baptism. We are, uh, it's like we're go, we go in the water. And we, we, when we go in the water, we, we had a couple guys get water baptized. I had five guys from my G12 get baptized. I was so, such a proud, you know, G12 leader. I was like, yeah, go guys. And, you know, that's, that, that's a symbol, right? It says when you go into the water, you are, your sins are, you're, you're buried, but then you raised up, your sins are washed away, and now you are resurrected with Jesus Christ, right? You are, you, you, you die with Jesus, right? It says, it says that um, we, we were buried with him through baptism into death. So we died with Jesus Christ, but then we have been united. We'll also be raised up to life just as he was. Let's keep reading uh, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. So it says that death no longer has power over us. So we were buried with Christ, we, were, we died to our sins, and now we're raised to power. Now we have power from God. You see, this is where our power comes from, is by dying with Jesus Christ, but then also being raised up as he was, to a new life, right? It says to, uh, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, in new life, in power. That's when we died with Christ. That's why Paul said in Galatians, he was talking to the Galatians and he was telling them, you guys are believing a different gospel. This is the gospel that you should believe. It is no longer I that lives, but who? But Christ, Christ who lives in me. So Paul understood it. He said, now it's Jesus Christ living in me. That's where my strength comes from. That's where my power is, is when I die with Christ, I'm dead with him, but then I'm also raised to him. And so now I have a new life. Now I have the power. Now God is inside of me. Right now I have the spirit of Christ in me. Now I'm dead to sin. Now sin no longer has power over me because sin doesn't have power over Jesus. So now we're raised to life with Jesus because Jesus died, because Jesus rose again. We also have a new life. That's the mess. See, that's why the gospel gives us power because we are, it is no longer I who lives. Uh, it says it's, it's Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it says now I, the, the, the life I now live, I live by faith. So now it's a life of faith. See, now it's about believing. Now we get our strength from faith. You see, this is because when you believe, you really believe. It's not, you know, we talk about like, you know, you have faith. Like, do you have faith? Do you not have faith? It's funny. I have, I meet people, and it's like this is the kind of people I always meet. It's those people that believe, but, but they don't really believe, if you know what I'm saying. You know, they say they're quote-unquote Christian, but, but you, don't, you can't really tell. I was, I was just talking with, with a uh, man I met this week, and, um, and he had a shirt on. It said, uh, keep calm and go to hell. And I'm like, wow, that's a crazy shirt, man. Like, what, what, what is that? And so he's like, oh, I'm sorry if that offends you. I'm like, oh, no, it's okay, but what does that shirt mean? Like, this, that's a pretty, pretty crazy statement because I believe in hell. I believe in heaven. And he said, oh, yeah, me too. I'm a Christian. I'm like, really? You're a Christian? There's like a little demon written on the, written on the shirt. Well, you're a Christian, really? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm like, okay. 
Um, I'm like, so what, what's up with that shirt? What does that mean? He's like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a little demon. That you ever watched this cartoon? I'm like, no, I've never seen it. He said, well, yeah, that's from this cartoon. I'm like, well, that's great, but that's pretty bad. He's like, yeah, but I don't go to church because every church we go to, uh, they don't let my wife sing in the choir. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that doesn't really, you know, that shouldn't really affect the fact that you go to church. That's where God's people are at, you know? Yeah, you can't be mad at the church. And he's just like going off like, they don't let my wife sing in the choir, you know, it's, it's not a church. And, you know, he's mad at, mad at the church. And, you know, I mean, that's the kind of people I meet all the time. It's people that say they believe in Jesus, but they really don't believe, if you know what I'm saying. They don't really believe. You know, I think there's a difference between believing and knowing. You know, there's, there's knowing, like, like, you know, I think some people just know about Jesus, but they don't believe in Jesus. They know, you know, yeah, I know. It's like, I know that 2 plus 2 equals 4. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, the difference is, like, if I believe that 2 plus 2 is 4, and that's like when I believe it, I like I got it written on my forehead. I got a shirt that says 2 plus 2 equals 4. I got like, you know, it's on me. As you can tell that I believe in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's in me. Like, wow, you, you can tell that, that, I'm, that that's what I believe in. You know, or like maybe that's not a really good example. Maybe like a sports team. You know, some people, they're a fan of a sports team, and they just, you know, they watch the game at home or, like, you know, they have a nice pizza party and everything's great. Like, ooh, we score, yeah, you know, high five, and, and everything's like, yeah, they're a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. You know, but, but then you got the people that, you know, go to every game and, they're, and they travel with the team and they, and they put on their memorabilia and all their, all their jerseys and stuff and, and they, you know, they, 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 go to, they go to every, they follow, when, they follow them when they go somewhere else. They travel with them and they live, you know, close to the stadium so they can go to the games. And, you know, even when it's cold, they spray paint themselves. And, you know, some guys will even take off their shirt. They'll spray paint themselves. And, you know, they got this like, wow, that's a real fan right there, you know. The, you know, the first guy, he kind of, he knows that his team is, you know, is, is okay. But the, but the second guy, he believes in his team, you know, that, that he believes. You can tell. And as a Christian, you know, when we believe, people can tell that we believe in Jesus, right? People can tell that, that man, there's something, you know, there's, some, there's Jesus in you. People can tell that Jesus is living in you. When you really believe, when you have a, when you have a true faith in Jesus, people, people, they not only see that, that you're a Christian, they don't have to hear it, but they can see it too. They can see it by your actions. They can, you know, they can like smell it, you know. They can smell it on you. Like, like, you know, you got, it says in the Bible that you're a fearful smell of death to some people. To other people, you're, you're a pleasing aroma. Like, you smell good. You know, to some people, you smell bad. You smell like death. To other people, you smell good. Like, man, that's a good Christian right there. You know, sometimes you talk to somebody and you're like, you know what, this is a Christian brother. Like, I love, like, man, there's something, there's something, like, Christian about it. I love him, you know. Sometimes you talk, you talk to somebody, or, you know, you talk to pastor. You're like, man, you, you, you leave talking to pastor. You're like, man, I just want to go pray. I want to, you know, I want to be spiritual right now. You know, sometimes you talk to somebody, you're like, I feel great. You know, I feel encouraged. Other people, you're like, man, I don't know. That was, that was empty. I don't know. I probably should, I'm going to avoid them a little bit now. But, you know, that's, that's, that's when we believe. That's, that's why the message of the gospel is, is about believing. When you believe in Jesus, when you really believe, people can tell. You can tell by, by the way that you dress. You can tell by the way that, by the way, by the, what music you listen to, right? What songs are on your phone, what, uh, what movies you watch or if you watch any movies. You can tell by what kind of things you do, how you talk, how you walk. You can tell. Because you got Jesus in you. See, this is the message of the gospel, that Jesus is in you. Jesus is, is, is in you. You are, you are dead to your sins. And that's why Paul said, he said, I determined, right, going back to, going back to 1 Corinthians. 
I determined in chapter 2, verse 2, not to know anything among you except what? Except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So the cross is the, the message. The cross is our central, it's the core, it's the foundation of a Christian, the cross. The cross is the foundation of our life. So when we talk about the cross, we talk about death. We talk about dying on the cross. We talk about, we talk about death to our flesh. And there is an initial death when we, when we believe in Jesus. We, we repent of our sins. When we, when we say, God, I'm going to follow you. And we believe in Jesus. We turn to him. That's, that's, that's the death. That, that, that's, that's, um, you know, that's, that's our salvation. But as we go about in life, there's also, you know, like Paul said, I die daily. I crucify my flesh daily. There's also a, a crucifixion that we need to kill our flesh, that we need to die to Christ daily. And this is the message, this is the power of the gospel, is dying to ourselves. This is where our power comes from, is a death, is a death process, is a death to our flesh, is, is a death to, to our um, to our flesh nature, to our sin nature, because what happens is our sin, it resurrects, right? You, you have a, you know, you, you come before God and you break and you, and you weep and, and you give him everything, but then in a couple of days you see that your flesh is coming back up. And so the message of the gospel, the power is in what? Is in us coming to the cross and humbling ourselves at the cross, and dying at the cross, and dying daily at the cross, and having, and, and being, uh, consistently going, coming to the cross and dying at the cross. This is the power of the gospel. This is where we draw our strength from. Our strength is not from our decisions. Our strength is not from, is not from you know, I'm, I'm, I do this work and, and, and I read the Bible this amount of time and I pray this amount of time. But our power comes from coming to the cross by giving up our, by giving up our rights, our freedom, and saying, God, it's no longer I who lives. It's no longer my life. It's no longer me. It's the power. It's God in me. It's God living in me. That's, that's where our power is. It's God living on the inside of us. That's, that's where your power is going to come from. That's where, your, that's, where that, that's where your flesh dies. And the more your flesh dies, the more people can see, you, can see Jesus in you. Right? The more that you die to your flesh, the more you die daily, the more people can see that there's a, that there's a aroma, there's a, there's a life there's a sweet-smelling perfume on you. That's Jesus Christ. You, 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 you look like a Christian. You, it, you can tell that there's something in you. You can tell that Jesus is living in you. But, but when you don't, there's, there's just, you know, and, and what scares me is when people, Christians, can look like the world when they come to the world and the world accepts them, you know, and, and there's nothing different between them and the world. That scares me a little bit because when, when we have Jesus living in us, there's nothing that, that can, that can uh, there's nothing in us that's, that's the same as the world. We're different. We're, you just can't help it, but you stand out. You can't, it's not that you're trying to be, you know, rude, but, but you just, you come off as someone that's, and, and people that, that, that are perishing, we're a fearful smell to them. They get, they don't want to hang around, you know, they don't want to hang out with us. They, they might talk to us, they might be nice, but they don't want the message of the God. They don't want this, they don't want this, this smell. They, they don't want to have anything to do with it. But when we are just like the world, they accept us. And so the message of the gospel, Paul says, it is the power of God for us. Why is it powerful? Because when we, re- when we die with Christ, 
Jesus is living in us. Jesus is, it becomes alive in us. Jesus becomes alive in, in our hearts. He lives, and it's no longer us that live, it's Jesus. That's the message of the gospel. That's the power of the gospel. That's, that's where our strength comes from, is from him. And so right now we're going to pray. We're gonna, let's stand up, um, and we're just going to pray. We're going to come before God, and we're going to pray and, and ask tonight that there would be a fresh, a, broken, a fresh brokenness before the cross of Jesus Christ, a fresh revelation of the cross of Jesus in our life, a fresh brokenness because it's not, it's not enough to just come before the cross one time. It's not enough to just be saved one time. But the cross is our, is our, is our foundation. Without the cross, we, we, are not, we don't have the power of God in us. There is, a, there, there is a walk that we must walk, with, which, which is brokenness, which is brokenness at, at the foot of the cross, which is brokenness before Jesus. It's, it's, it's us coming to him and, and saying, God, it's no longer I who lives. It's not me. It's not my life, God. It's not me. It's not, it's not what I want. It's not what I want to do. It's not, it's not my activities. It's, it's not my life. But it's Jesus living in me. Jesus, the hope of glory. That's the secret. That's the power of God in us. It's Jesus living in us. It's the message of the gospel. Jesus. Jesus Christ in us. Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ in me, the hope of glory. Jesus in me. That's how I live. It's no longer I that lives. It's no longer my life. It's no longer my way. It's not my life. It's not my choices. It's not me. I'm a slave to righteousness now. I'm a slave to righteousness. I'm a slave to, to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Either we're a slave of sin or we're a slave of righteousness. Either we're a slave to the things of this world. Either, either we present ourselves as, 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 a, as a, someone that, that, that takes part in the sins of the world or we present ourselves as a slave of Jesus Christ or we say to Jesus, it is no longer I who lives, but Jesus, you live inside of me. Jesus, you live inside of me. Lord, it's no longer my way. It's no longer my, my, my own desires. It's not my idea, something that I thought of a while ago and that's just how I live my life because it feels good. No, the power of the gospel is us giving our life to Jesus and saying, Jesus, you live my life. You tell me what to do. You are my Lord and Master. You are my God and you are the one who, who gives me the understanding that I need. You are the one that leads me. Where you go, I will follow. That's the message. That's the power of the gospel. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.